I loved it. No Sandro. DCL brought back. Yep. yep. I loved that, but it was Nias in the end that might have saved the season. Like hey, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Did Dominic? you just say Nias in the end? He did. All right, welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. This is David Smith, who is just happy to have his voice back. Scott Wiebe, who never lost his. What? Brian Shesko, regular. You guys have no idea. And Scott, I know you want to open with something else, but you have no idea. Hmm. This is never, I have never experienced this before. This past week, last pod, you could probably tell I was very sick, got through it. Anyways, I had a cough all week. Friday, it completely took its toll. I literally couldn't speak louder than a whisper. My kids have never been happier, right? Like there was no, huh. but it was so frustrating. Like like my kids doing something across the room or something. <laughs> like I can't get their attention because I can't talk louder than the TV. Shoot, shoot that yeah. little salt gun that kills flies. What's that little Listen, salt gun that you got? Anyone, you want something that will change your life? Go get a bug assault. Bugassault.com sponsor us. That is one of the fan, one as one of the best Christmas gifts I've ever gotten. Anyways, back to your, no, your lost my, my voice. My wife and I, we, we go to lunch on Friday, and I cannot order. I, I realize if I tried to order, the person's going to look at me and think that I'm a mute. And so I have to whisper in my wife's ear, and then she orders for me. It's just a weird a weird thing to happen. Like, it's never happened before. It's been Brian, very weird. Brian, huh. our very own David is turning into a modern man. Letting wow. his wife order his lunch for him. That's very true. <laughs> Letting work, your Dave. kids dictate your life. That's really great. Hey, Dave, I'm proud of you. I, I'm just proud glad to have my voice back. Sorry sorry to take over the open, Scott. Didn't Go ahead. even know you had such a sensitive side. Oh, man. Uh, that's there. I got, listen. My, all right, real quick. Let's talk about a little emotional side. My daughter had her first soccer game this weekend. It, this is a little personal. Yeah, this, is this, this is a little personal no, Soccer is good. So... My daughter, seven years old, has her first soccer game. She's terrified. We've made it to, like, one practice. And then realize, <laughs> as I'm watching the one practice, I realize I failed her as a father. Like, I didn't tell her this, but I realized, God bless, have I even gone over? Like, I've just taken for granted my son watches soccer with me. He kind of knows the rules. I realized, like, she doesn't even know hardly anything. I had not invested enough time with her. Anyway, so we had done that since. Anyway, she was scared going into her first game. Wait, wait. I have a question. She strikes me as kind of like a left wing back. Is that accurate? Yes. Yeah. But See? when she is... I could be a scout. When scout. she is scared and or just nervous, she just freezes, just locks up. Mm. Kind of so, sounds like some left wing backs in the Premier League that I know. Fair. Probably fair. Yeah. Anyways, bottom line is the first part of the game, she was terrified uh, she didn't move much, and she kind of grew into the game. And by the end, man, she was chasing after the ball and running after it and got a couple kicks in, which at that age is a success here in America at least. And, you know, I'm sure in England they're probably doing uh, three-touch passes and uh, whatnot and passing the ball around. I just made that up. But bottom line is but just passing the ball around. And So uh, <laughs> in, in, in America we just kind of, you know, send the kids out in a pack and just let them chase the ball around for a little while. But bottom line is at the end of the game, Man, I was I was really emotional because she, I kind of saw her fight through her her fear, and I was thankful for sunglasses and the fact that my voice because it was hardly hoarse because she couldn't tell how emotional I was about it. But yeah, it was emotional. 
I'm not crying. You're crying. Basically, yeah. all I heard was his daughter's the next Glenn Johnson. That's all I heard. Oh, great. wow, Scott. That's hard. Mm. I'm trying to bring real stories to the pod, and you poo-poo it. But I fine. Do. Glenn Johnson me. What were you going to ask, Scott? <laughs> Nothing anymore. <laughs> okay. I'm let the masses wonder what the Open was going to be for this podcast. <laughs> all right. I say it's time to get on to the matches. Hey, man. There was a lot to talk about. There we was. should probably get on to the matches. <laughs> Very good. We're going to cover game week number... Six? Game week number six. I'm losing count. Game week number six. Monday, September 25, 2017. Fantasy Soccer FC podcast. Let's get on to the matches. Take two, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to cover all ten matches. Recording this as of Monday night. Not sure when we'll get it out there, but recording it as of Monday night. So we're going to cover the ten matches that took place this past weekend. And we're going to do something we've never done before. We are making Dave wait on his Arsenal moment till the very end of the pod. Yes. Which means you have to wait till the end of the pod. Crap. Let's get to it. We'll start with the league leaders on goal difference. Manchester City 5, Crystal Palace. You don't need me to tell you. Leroy Sané, Sterling with 2, Sergio Aguero with his requisite goal. Fabian Delph, good for you. Yeah, why not? Might as well. Well, Everybody get on it. Hey, guys. (laughs) Yeah, hey. Want to play a fun game? Always. I love games. Dave, we haven't, you got we haven't played a of, game in a while. Dave, you got some kind of game music? I always do. Play game music, because the game I want you guys to play, it's a guessing game. Ooh. The guessing game is, this is, a, this is the premise for your guessing game. Okay. According to the Fantasy Premier League, right this second. Okay. Four defenders in the entire defender list have a threat score of over 100. Okay, That's a lot this early in the season. So the threat, specifically, according to the Fantasy Premier League, examines the player's threat on goal. It gauges individuals most likely to score goals. Attempts are the key action, they say, but it looks at pitch location, giving greater weight to actions regarded as the best openings to register a goal. Am I allowed okay. to look at a list? No, of course not. It would it would, de- it would defeat the purpose <laughs> no, not, of the I'm guessing game. I'm not going to bring a list up of the best threat. I know you can search it like that. There are four defenders who are who are well over a hundred. Okay, the, the fifth league. the fifth place right. guy is, is close to is, it. is close to a hundred, but it only happened today. It's still below a hundred. So what I'm saying is there are four. I want you guys to see. I'll tell okay, you. Okay, I have match, an idea who one is. Yeah. So this match has one of those guys, one of the defenders who has a threat rating of over 100 was playing in this match. I would like you guys to guess, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you which match it is each, each time we was get it, to it. Uh, seems like Kyle Walker would be the Scott easy Dan. guess, right? I mean, is, is it Kyle, Kyle Walker? It is not Kyle Walker. Is it? No. There's no way it's Mendy. It's Oda Mendy. It's Oda Mendy. It is... Scott Weeby's answer first. Yeah. Joke answer, Scott Dan. Shut up. What? <laughs> Scott Dan. Come on. Scott Dan is second. According to the fantasy on the season yet. According to the Fantasy Premier League's threat rating, Scott Dan <laughs> has a threat score of 124. Wow. So he is always close, but just not He is the finishing. second highest. He is a quintessential Palace player right now. No. Wow. He, so Scott Dan was, he had a rough 
off season, the transition from the transition from Big Sam to right uh, to the man who's now de- deposed. Uh, DeBoer. I see what DeFra- you did there. De- oh man, DeBoer. Deposed. De- uh, <laughs> Defired. No, he. It was not really sure exactly what the formation was going to be. Right. Whether he had lost his place. He had a really good summer. He's played ninety minutes every match so far. I know Crystal Palace has sucked, but. Wow. Scott Dan is owned 0.6%. Okay. I understand why. They've sucked. He is 4.8. Are, are you saying that his threat could just break loose at any moment? I'm just saying I, I the the whole point of doing this is just to say like these four guys are the only f- defenders that have the that only threat defenders rating. who are rated over 100 according to goal threat. And I just think this really interesting when you see the names. Well, when I that see that name, being. that makes me think there's no way I'll get the other names. The, the other name, one of the names is Kolasinets. Is who? We'll get to it, Dave. Oh, I thought we were answering. I'm just and the other. Right the other okay. point is just to say, as far as ownership goes, at least two of the guys are hardly owned at all. Interesting. Which is really interesting. And Scott Dan is one just, of them. And Scott Dan is one of them. Wow. Well, it's because he's averaging something like 1.2 right. points per As match. L- okay. If they're going to give up f- between one and six goals per match uh, until they figure things out, yeah, of course. Yeah. However, just th- just something that's worth keeping in mind. It's interesting to see that somebody like Scott Dan, who we already know has the pedigree right. to score goals as a defender, right. is continuing to be a goal threat, but just like the rest of Crystal Palace has not been able to f- figure out how to put the ball past the goalkeeper. Crazy. And they've been so close so many times. So many stats mean so much, and I feel like you've eliminated most of the meaning from this one already. But I'm excited to count uh, to right. count down to the rest of them. Well, good it's, job, Scott. You got the first one. Accidentally. That's really Listen, huge. Look, I think we need to address this first. Sané and Sterling both started. So last week I said maybe on Sané, and right. you said what? And right. I said, yeah, maybe. Right. Well, a lot of my maybe was rooted in the fact that he hasn't been starting. He hasn't been starting. Doesn't much. matter so, on Manchester City. The starting lineup no, is almost okay. irrelevant for Manchester City. It does matter. No, want, it doesn't. Yeah, okay. As long as you're in the 14 who play, the 11 who start, and the three who sub in, you're going to score points on Manchester Just City. Just because you come and sub in, okay. This rampaging goal scoring that they've been doing, in my opinion, is not going to continue. I agree with you. Do you want to know why? Why? Because we saw the same thing last year. That, okay, then that's exactly what I was going to say. That's why I'm not buying into, hey, having I'm, I'm going to start a city sub. Unless it's someone like David Silva or Kevin DeBrowna, there's no one else. Oh, okay, obviously Aguero, but I'm talking about just in the midfield. There's no one else I'm, I'm starting. Yes, those guys are, are playing well, but I don't know who's going to start. Dave, we talked about this, though. I know. Every I feel like city this is player, a repeat of exactly what we had, had last week. You go through the last four matches, they're going to have two or three big point totals. Every single one of them. They all just take their turns. I captained KDB because why not? I figured, let me go all in on this KDB thing. Didn't work out for me. But you know what? Next week it probably will. I might double down on that choice. Of course, they're playing Chelsea, so who knows. But my you know point is they're going to score – KDB didn't get the points this time. Others did. Sterling did very well. Obviously, Aguero and Sané also participated in the goals. There were assists abounding. This is not an issue. Stay with your City players and just enjoy it while it lasts. And when they do bottom out, roughly early November, it's going to be okay. You can you can use your free transfer then. Your but point stay is fair. calm and carry on if with Manchester If you're going to own one, City. where are you going to go? 
A midfielder, not Aguero. Whoever you already have is where you're going to go. You're not going to go anywhere. You're going to stay where you are. KDB is my guy. He had two decent weeks. He had a little bit of a down week this past week. I don't care. I don't even care if he's not starting against Chelsea, even though he will. midfielder scoring. He's behind two guys that have been coming off the bench. Who? Who are you talking about? Kevin DeBrown. And I'm telling you. Why would you? You mean he's fourth on the team. On City. He's fourth. Don't care. On the City midfielders. Don't care. He's behind... Way behind David Silva. Don't care. Which, who Brian mentioned last week. Who yes. Silva has had two 11s. And, and Brian, I owe weeks. you an apology because I downplayed Silva a bit too much. He is a legitimate option. If you own Silva, keep him. If you own Jesus, keep him. I don't care that he didn't he didn't start this last match. If you own Aguero, of course you're going to keep him. KDB, it's the same thing. You know what? I'll even say the same thing about Nicholas Otamendi at this point. If you own a City player, you keep him and don't overreact from week to week. What about John Stone? <laughs> well, if you, you knew. You knew you were about to say that. I just beat you to it. Yeah, because he's the worst. I didn't say him because no one should own him in the first place. Hey, hey, same same midfielders and defenders for the second straight week. So I mean, I'm not saying that you can. You're not going to count on that every week. It's just really sad. City's upcoming it's, it's, schedule isn't this? It, I feel like the whole point of this is that it's sad that Leroy Sané is not just playing. Right, I he agree. He isn't just playing. You're right. I agree. I mean, City's upcoming schedule at Chelsea. Stoke Burnley at West Brom. City are playing two matches a week at this point. Everybody is playing. They're just not always playing in the Premier League. Yeah, it's I almost know. a disservice to Manchester City that we do a weekly Premier League podcast. Honestly, it the story is the same. Don't change the thing. The, just, it, the only thing is that the guys who got the most the most points this week are different than the previous week and the previous week before that. And you know what? Next week, they're just going to be different guys again. It doesn't matter. Stick with what you've got. You're going to do just fine. There are some people who don't own any city players. And for those people who don't own a city player and you're like, I need to get part of the city action. Okay. Look no further than David Silva. He has the highest points per pound going in that city midfield. Here's the question. he has been the most consistent starter. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Is Is that who we think will maintain it moving forward? As far as we know... Obviously, it's impossible to tell. They have Champions League game tomorrow or Wednesday. I can't remember. But bottom line is a Champions League game sometime this week. You just never so know. So you never know. And even if he comes off the bench, he might drop a seven. And my and we need to move on. My last question is, when when does Aguero get hurt? This has been multiple games. <laughs> He's I'm t- Any Aguero owner, I would sell soon. I know it sounds stupid. It's just a matter of time. Uh, There's no way he gets out of October without getting hurt. That's all. It's the vast majority of people. But they're bringing in a player of any kind. They're bringing in Sergio, Sergio Aguero. Sure. And if you can do it, and then when he does get hurt, you know, get some money back in the bank for Jesus. Hey, Morata is a dollar cheaper and is producing at a faster rate. Then Morata Aguero. is the way to go. We'll get to um, just two things about Crystal Palace. One, it was sad that Ruben Loftus-Cheek again oh, was, was as close as anyone could possibly be. Grief. Brian, can I tell you how close he was? He was very close. He was so close that I'm giving him the Cameron Jerome Wasteful Player of the Week what? award. What? Oh, that's such an honor, I, not honor. I, that is an honor, not honor. Now, here's the thing. I've decided. I feel I, like that's a little harsh. Well, I I think when I explain why, you'll understand. And I, I hope we just it, gave it to the whole Crystal Palace team last week. Well, and that's that's actually part of where I'm going. Until they score we and to, snap this streak, we, I think that the most wasteful person on Crystal Palace needs to win the award each week. <laughs> okay, yeah. And fun. in the last match, that was unfortunately a guy that we like, but who had two good opportunities yes, and did, did not score them. Yeah. One, Mr. Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Uh, 
I'm sorry, Ruben. It's not you. It's your team. But until they change, until a goal, go, until Scott Dan proves his threat level, unfortunately, Ruben Loftus Cheek, you are going to win this week. The Cameron. Well, it's not like it could get worse for them, right? Wasteful player. That oh, that's play. right. It can get worse because Christian Benteke. Uh, they are fearing a knee ligament damage of some kind, minimum of six on, weeks. But, Brian, it doesn't matter. That could be the greatest thing for them. It's not <laughs> like he's been putting the ball in the net. That's exactly right. This Look, could be a blessing in who, disguise. Who is their U23 striker? That's, who, who, that's the that's guy. The question is, do they even have another striker on the roster? What about, I, don't know uh, if they, I don't know if they do. Who's Mr. April, Scott? Connor they, Wickham is still out. He's hurt. He's still <laughs> he's out. He's not Mr. September. And I think there was two. Uh, <laughs> they had two other. I think Loic Remy was one, and then there was another that they both that were sold or loaned, I believe. They had two other strikers, and the, I think I saw this week too that uh, Umar Nias was one of the players that they tried to get before the transfer window was closed. And they were they were just under the the bid to get him. What a foreshadow! Anyway, all of that is not good. I still don't. Th- I, how can it possibly be good for them to lose Christian Benteke? It could be longer than six weeks. We just don't know yet. So I'm looking at a roster. Squad list here. The only player other than, and this is not official. I'm not going to tell you my source. It's official enough for me mm. to talk about it. Okay. Um, the only other player with the word forward under his name, besides Christian Benteke, is Freddy Ladapo. Okay. 24 years old. I know absolutely nothing about him. Doesn't necessarily mean anything, but I know nothing about him. Yeah. It could be. It could be what what free agents are out there. Dave. Mm. Dave. I have one more award to give out. It's the award that you created last week. And this match is perfect for this. The Brad Guzan Award for Courage has to go to Wayne Hennessy. Wayne Hennessy. Now, I will say he did give up more goals than he made saves. But he was under a fire the entire match. Yes, he he was. And uh, and so in honor of his courage, we give him the Brad Guzan Award for Courage. Well done, Wayne Hennessy. It's tough to face... Uh, 25 shots and and nine on target. Give up five goals. Give up five goals. You felt like you're at a, a target range, and, uh, and he was, and you were. Yeah, it was practice for City. Yep. Southampton nil, Manchester United won. The lone goal in this one coming from, of course, Romelu Lukaku. Rom. Big Rom. Yeah, big Rom. All right. Big hey, Rom. Uh, I feel like this is the uh, I feel like this is the least amount of time we need to spend on anything that happened this entire weekend. Really, yeah, it's I Manchester really United. They're second in the table. They're Manchester United. They have Romelu Lukaku and lots of other players and Jose Mourinho. Yeah, but it's just the same. I feel like you could hit rinse and repeat from last week, right? Like nothing. South, Southampton nothing changed. Southampton is has to be close to the ineptitude of Crystal Palace in terms of putting goals in the net. Shane Long. And started again. Shane Long started again. Gabby Dini off the bench. Charlie Austin got off seven minutes. Yep. Yep. Uh, the, the, every single guy is out there. Every single guy is doing about the exact same thing. I think as the only I've, the thing that's most interesting about it is that Southampton had sixty percent percent possession. That they had fourteen shots to to Manchester United's nine. United struggled. They were they were fighting in this match. They were really fighting against it. It was one of those off days uh, on an away pitch that you will see every club have at times. And the difference between United and say Liverpool, uh, Tottenham, 
you could even throw in Everton if you want to put them in even close to the same class at this point, is that United got the three points and not zero or one. So yeah. credit to them for that. I don't credit it United just, for much, not just, often enough. It felt they like credit. they were on the verge, United, of getting a second. But at some point around the 70th minute, they just stopped caring. Southampton seemed like they didn't care enough or just didn't have the the uh, the skill to push for a, a tying goal. I don't know. It, the, the last quarter of the game seemed seemed odd. Mm. Uh, am, I, am I crazy, Brian? No, not at all. Bit. I just it, I think it was just I think just the final stats, just the fact that United defensively they had forty clearances. So they had 40, 40 times they had the defense or yeah. or somewhere in the defensive midfield had to make some kind of a clearance. Uh, I'm assuming that's the reason why Phil Jones finished with all three bonus points for the fantasy. Hey, by the way, I listened to our pod for once and bought my way into United's defense via Phil Jones yeah. with my wild card this past weekend. I have weekend. been touting Phil Jones for three or four weeks now. Yep. 5.1 and uh, ended up getting all nine points there from well, his. Uh, well done. I think uh, someone else in our league did the same. I, I think, think I he's up. That. I think he might even be up to 5.2 now. But he had okay. 11 of the 40 clearances Phil Jones did. So I'm Marine, sure that's, as long I'm as sure Phil Jones what, is healthy, he'll be starting for yeah, Mourinho. That's right. Mourinho likes him. Right. That's exactly right. And uh, If anything, for that reason, the fact that he's always in the right, to- at the right place at the right time, just making clearances because it just makes the whole offense reset again. And since nothing has changed for us in terms of what we're looking from, what, what we're getting from Southampton, what we're getting from Manchester United, let me just add one one original thought to this to this uh, Manchester United discussion, if I might. Is that all right if I do that? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and give out my fantasy half point in this match. Okay. Great. Wow. Every week I just give out a meaningless honorary fantasy half point to someone who tells a good story or uh, you know is part of a good narrative over the weekend. And, you know, Jose Mourinho is always going to be good for a good quote. Mm-hmm. The Jose Mourinho, by the way, who got sent off from the touchline at the end of this match, sent to the stands. I think something like the 92nd minute he was sent off uh, out of the out of the uh, manager's box and up into the stands. I think he went to the locker room. But here's what Jose Mourinho said about why his club struggled. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. He yeah. said this. He said, maybe it was the heat because we don't see the sun in Manchester often. And so what I'm going to do is by by making this match as interesting and as close as it was, I'm going to give my honorary fantasy half point to the Manchester Sun. Wow. Small s. Wow. Yeah, sure. You know, it made it a close one goal match that, you know, we all had to keep watching just in case something happened late. So, hey, sun. Manchester Sun, thank you. I know you can't hear me, but thank you. For wearing for for not showing up ever, so that when the uh, United players <laughs> saw it in Southampton, they didn't know what to do. Maybe Mourinho needs to take United down to Dubai for a little warm weather training, Brian. I think they might explode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, five more happy weeks for Southampton. Three three of their next five at home: Newcastle, West Brom, and Burnley. Next week they go to Stoke, and then in f- four weeks' time go to Brighton. So, not a bad run. Uh, I just don't know. I just don't know what you. I don't care. I just don't. I don't know. I just it, don't know what you can do to count on anything from them in any aspect, what, offensively or point? defensively. Well, let me ask one point. question, and this is all I need to know. We have talked about the Saints' defense. Uh huh. 
And now it's been kind of thrown into a bit of a rotation, especially at center uh-huh. back with the arrival of Wesley Hoot. Uh-huh. And Virgil, who hasn't played yet. He, hasn't, he has not started yet. Maybe he can play striker for them. He, they, well, they probably could use one. They're not getting anything from their three they have. But, Brian, my question is this. Should Wesley Hoot be the staple defender Interesting. in our fantasy lineups I mean, for the Saints as they go into this good stretch? The only the only good thing, the thing you saw with Maya Yoshida, is that whoever is the the center backs are the guys. You know, if when it was Yoshida, Yoshida was getting forward a lot. Yoshida was a legitimate goal threat for them. I mean, his threat level is not over a hundred. It is not. Mm. He's not one of the guys. I would have asked you if it was. Um, I would have guessed. No, I mean, if he's getting the minutes, I mean, he's as good as anyone else, but. It just it's just a tough it's just a tough call. I feel like the I feel like the the cheaper that you can get a guy who's starting for Southampton, why not get that guy? And so that's been so far it's been Cedric. I played my wild card. I think I made something like seven changes in my lineup. Mm-hmm. Kept Cedric. Yeah, I mean it's hard not to keep him because he still is an attacking threat. He still is going to be. I mean he's going to be putting in crosses and he's not really coming out of the. He's not going to come out of the lineup. Same with Ryan Bertrand, unless they get hurt. Stoke nil, Chelsea four. Alvaro Morata with a hat trick, and Pedro put one in for fun as well. Game show time. Wow. We have another defender in this match who's on the list. It's got to be Marcus Alonso. No, I was going to go the other way and go ask for the question. Dave Scott is right again. Yes! <laughs> Man, you're so good at this game. Yes, I am. Well, I just watched the Premier League day. Even though you should not get credit for that first answer, <laughs> but technically you did say that. Marcus Alonso is at 125 on as his threat score, which... That, you, that one was easy, Dave. If you remember, Scott Dan's threat score was 124. Yeah. Mm-hmm. However, so, Marcus Alonso's ownership is plummeting faster than something that falls really fast. Uh, <laughs> Why is that? I don't know. It could be anything. Well, uh, I'll, I'll Marcus Alonso is is being straight swapped for either Dave, your guy, Phil Jones, or Azpilicueta. Makes Azpilicueta. sense. 7.1. Yep. Marcus Alonso is 7.1. And Azpilicueta is 6.5. Yeah. And he has nine more points than Alonso. And Azpilicueta played every single Premier League game for Chelsea last year. Remember five it, matches ago when everyone was rushing as fast as they could to buy Marcus Alonso at seven dollars to make sure they got in there because he scored two goals. Remember that? Yeah, he, they chased his sixteen. Uh, Marcus Alonso played fifty-eight minutes, and he got a yellow card, so he finished the match with, with zero. zero points. Right. So you know what Aspillaquet to finish with? Yeah, he finished with a lot. Fourteen. Yeah, he finished with a lot. I will say this though: you're selling Alonso at a risk because in about two weeks he's going to score another goal. He's worth 7.1 for a reason, and that's that's the that's the risk. I get why you do it, especially if you're in a cash crunch in the present. And if Chelsea's scoring clean sheets, again, every defender gets those clean sheet points all the same. However, Alonzo, his threat level's higher for a reason. Yep. He's well, going he to score high, more goals than Dave. He was the highest scoring defender last year. Absolutely, and he could finish the season that way again this year. He could. He's behind his a fellow compatriot. Currently, and uh, sure. So we'll see. Uh, this was my this was my favorite part of the week. I think was what? this was this match. Really? Switching Why? my captain to Alvaro Morata. Oh yes. 
It's a very very strong move, Brian. Brian yeah. crushed this by week. far by far my best week of the season so far. Yeah. But but once I saw that Stoke did not have Ryan Shawcross, Jeff Cameron, uh, Kevin Vimmer was hurt. Yeah. Uh, Zuma and Zuma was not eligible to play, that, against and Martin's Chelsea, Indy right. was uh, deemed unfit prior to the match as well. You were wondering who in the heck is even going to play for. There's that. no one left. Yeah, and so uh, made the switch. And, and uh, uh, well done, and kudos to you. Yeah, listen, this is this was my point earlier, and I know Murata got a lot of points in this match, but Murata is a ten point two. Aguero not is for a, long. You're. <laughs> Excellent point, and and we've been on this this year. Prices will change very possibly before this pod is released, so in that case, you're too late anyways. But if you can somehow imagine what we're saying right now before the pod actually comes out. <laughs> He's more than a pound less change. than Aguero. He's still going to be so much less no matter what his no matter right. what is. Even if it moves up a tenth of a billion dollars, it still is less, even if he's at a 10.3, but right now he's at 10.2, he's still – is a whole pound and a half less than Aguero, and fr- Aguero gets hurt. Murata, I don't, I don't know what Murata's history, uh, injury history is. I don't think he's ever played enough. He never played it consistently enough at Madrid to establish an injury history. But Aguero, we know at some point within the next month, I promise you, will get hurt and will miss three to four games. Dave, I just want to point out that a guy who couldn't get consistent playing time in La Liga is crushing it in the Premier League right now. Well. I mean, he should Wait, be is playing. That, is that good for Dave's point or bad? I think it's bad for Dave's point. Oh, okay, okay. Good. Yeah. No, well, when look, just because he has managed poorly, <laughs> he's playing behind Benzema. You always have a response, Dave. You all, hey, that's what makes for a great he, pun. He's, he's playing. He's playing behind Benzema. Look, just because you're yes. playing for a big club doesn't mean the big club's managing you properly. Mm. This Anyways, is, this is. The the uh, the rush to transfer Alonzo in, then back out again with the performances of Dave as Pilaqueta, and then the rush a couple weeks ago when everyone bought Murata, and then he didn't score, and then somebody else scored, and it was the rush to transfer Stupid. him for Stupid. somebody else. I mean, it really was like th- this week. It, the temptation is there every single week. I know, I know how it feels to want to make more than one transfer, to take a minus four, to do all kinds of things. And this week, again, I withheld. I was so tempted to make more than one move, and I did not. And my holding resulted in my best week of the season. Interesting. I'm not saying that's going to happen to you every week. You might be holding a bunch of trash players. That's it. it but I'm just saying it, this is easily a week where it could have it backfired on me. Uh, badly i saved up and i have two transfers that i get to use and i'm so giddy about it that's that's really exciting what uh hey it doesn't get any easier for stoke uh, in the next three weeks they have to go to west brom which is not but come on are you owning thing. anyone on stoke is anyone any listen if you're owning uh lots of people are owning right lots now, of people on stoke slap Dave. yourself that yes slap yourself people rushed after hesse we endorsed hesse after he looked really good that's against true. arsenal chupa moting was everybody a big went after him and I think I think there was a sense that somebody in the defense is is relatively worth owning. Not to mention Jack Butland is the is the keeper there. But Stoke I'm just hasn't saying, been producing much. We're not going to get anything out of a team that is starting the reserves. When Mark when uh, Mark Hughes said, 
I don't have one healthy center back. Yeah, we're missing five. <laughs> right. So you're down. You're down to the the Man. absolute bottom of the barrel in terms of your defense. But you have to play at West Brom, then Arsenal, then at Chelsea. Not a great three weeks coming up probably for Stoke City. I have one weird little stat, and then we need to move on from great. this game. Uh, Chelsea didn't have one corner in this game. Huh. Seems very weird. They dominated possession. That's how that's how efficient Murata was in finishing. Stoke he could have Murata Murata could have had five. Stoke outshot them. They didn't outshoot them on target, but they outshot them. Chelsea by they almost doubled their shots. But Chelsea's clinical finishing was ridiculous. Yeah. And Murata was clinical in his hat trick, and then after his hat trick, he had several other really close chances that uh, were just off the mark. Could have easily finished with more than a hat trick. Eden Hazard, is he around? What's he doing? I think he will. Again, wait till the international break. Let him come back. He'll be he'll be ready to go. Right. Uh, I. I love Alvaro Morata. We give our podcast credit. After, we said after a few weeks, he would quickly become very relevant, and he has become very... Scratching those backs. Hey, we've got to do it when we can. That's fair. He passes the eye test, and that's not just because he's dreamy. West Ham 2, Tottenham 3. Lots of goals in this one. Chicharito yeah. and Cuyate for West Ham. This, but, I think. Well, this, this is my second favorite game of the of of the weekend. Can I say who scored Spurs goals, Dave? Tell me. Harry Kane scored two and Christian Eriksen as well. Yeah. Oh, Harris Kane. By the way, Harris Kane also hit both posts. There aren't many people left in our league currently owning Mr. Harris Kane. Yeah. That's a tough call, though. I'm one of them. Lukaku, Kane, Murata. Aguero. Aguero. You've got a lot of choices to make. Doesn't, you're not going to go wrong with any of them at this point. I know. It's, I'll Harry Kane is it's, on just, in- it's just the challenge of, of which three can you get. I've been <laughs> on Kane, and I, but I tell you, man, he's the most expensive at a 12.5. If you're looking at pounds per point, he is way behind pretty much five people in front of him. Yeah, that's true, Dave. It's been tough to, it's been tough to not have him, although – but. He did play like three games in August. Dave, I got I got to throw a flag on that stat. All right, all right. He's handicapped by the fact that he's only played one month this season. I want to know what his <laughs> points per pound are for the month of September. From September oh, okay. one. Compared to others okay. in September. That's the stat that matters. All right? That's what we need to know. That's the kind of hard-hitting uh, action that this, this podcast audience demands from us. Since September has started, he has scored 13 Two and thirteen points. That's a good bit of points. Uh, so, speak- in recap, that's twenty-eight out of his thirty-two points have been scored in the last three games. Great. Four points in three matches in August. Twenty-eight in three matches in September. <laughs> this is bothering Brian so bad. so bad. I wish people could it see it. It bothers me so bad, it's making my Joe Beans coffee boil, <laughs> and I'm not even holding it. Oh, Joe Beans, why aren't you sponsoring us? Uh, Serge Aurier, welcome to the league. Uh, enjoy your hey, double yellow. Karen Trippier lives another week. Yeah. I mean, another three weeks. Yeah, seriously. No, no, he's going to get plenty of time based on the way Aurier played hey, in this one. I thought Aurier... He got a little aggressive, but that's what I mean. But he played well, and so, and I like Sanchez, Brian. You said it the week before. 
Devinson Sanchez, Sanchez is good. Uh, what's his full name? I don't even know his full Devinson. name. Devinson. Devinson Sanchez. Sanchez. That guy's good. Um, they paid enough money for him. I don't know how many dollars offhand, but I'm sure it was a good bet. <laughs> uh, speaking of holding or not holding players, Delhi, uh, two assists. Uh, congrats to the 200,000 people who sold him in the past two weeks. <laughs> not me. Um, I bought. Now, listen. I bought. I just want to say Good this choice, real quick. Because Delhi versus Christian Erickson is an easy – I mean, you could easily be in that sure. boat. And we, you know, we talked about it. It was, it was it's out. Not the even knowledge, a contest. The knowledge was out there just because of the Champions League and the the fact that Delhi was is suspended for matches and Erickson is not. Exactly. The potential was for rotation. Erickson subbed off at seventy three minutes in this match. Luckily, I mean, he scored. It was a it was a shot from from distance. I mean, it was not, it was nowhere close. Delhi not subbed. Erickson had basically one like two touches. One and a half touches because he had one on the very edge of the penalty area. Delhi had five, including two shots in the six, two shots in the penalty area, not the six yard box. Erickson three key passes in the game. Delhi had two. I just feel like this is a and didn't I feel like Scott? You had a stat for from Delhi uh, the number of assists that he had that he had provided for Harry Kane that it was that yes. he is assisting. Mm-hmm. He is. He had a good, bad match simultaneously. He had, he had some really great moments, and then he had some really apprehensive moments in the match. I know that was pointed out during the match, but I just it just seems like you're, he is equally capable in terms of his attacking threat and his creative threat. Delhi is really, really good, and I know you guys both hate him so bad. I hate him so bad. I bought him as part of my wild card, and I plan to keep playing him. And buying him over Erickson was never an option. The only thing I debated was whether to also own Erickson. Buy Erickson. Yeah. yeah. I did not. Erickson currently is the it's highest not a bad, scoring midfielder. It's not a bad move. It's not. It's not bad at all. To ha- I mean, it can't possibly be bad to have both guys. I just think. I, I just think that it's funny to me that there's a. That there's a discrepancy. Everyone rushed out to grab Erickson. Delhi is only dropping in his ownership. I, it just seems a, an odd choice. Uh, Wait till he drops in a, an eleven. If if Ali in the next week drops to an ownership, I mean price wise to a nine point four because so many people sold him. Goodness gracious, I, that is he won't be any lower than that. It's a steal. Yep. And you, the whole Champions League uh, suspension thing is is exactly the reason why. I get that maybe it didn't quite pay off. Compared to Erickson in this match, but it will. It Brian, real quickly, your your boy got hurt. Yeah, so Antonio injured his groin. <laughs> Someone at West Ham, call a specialist. It, Get what South Southampton brought in a a doctor to handle specifically to handle those groins? soft tissue hey. injuries. No, just because. <laughs> Well, I, I don't know how to handle the groin groins. Doctor. I don't know why you're talking about it. Brian, like can you do me a favor? I want you to do it on your computer. I, I'm not going to do it on mine, but can you just search groin specialist I London? Uh, no, I just think I can't. I'd no, it was a. It was a last week. Scott that, doing it. It was just the articles were out there mentioning that Southampton had brought in somebody who specifically was because of the prevalence of these hamstring and thigh injuries and calf and groin and all of the injuries that like that they've they've increased i feel like southampton just, is targeting it specifically they're trying to get it now that could be a player issue 
We, we know there are guys who are injury True. prone. And honestly, there's some of those muscular injuries. Once you do damage, it can never be 100% again. Yeah. However, at some point, that well, does come back to the manager. Well, He's Mikel saying. Antonio, uh, I guess if there's anything that's possible, that's positive, possibly out of it, is that he could be back after the next international break. So I, that would be Antonio is one of my favorite players. That, that would be October 14th against Burnley. And yeah, him not being there is really, really bad for them, yeah. especially because Lanzini is almost guaranteed to be out until after the international oh, break. And I'm, Marco Arnautovic looks a bit lost. It, it, it's not, it does not feel very good for them. I don't know where that guy, what happened to that guy? Hey, Brian, I own a hammer. Who? Do you know who I bought this past weekend? Kuyate. Nope. You bought I benched Jose him. Font. Nope. I benched him Obiang. because of the matchup, if that is any hint. Uh, I was not going to play him against that Spurs offense. If you offense. bought Aaron Cresswell, I will, I will, I am not going to do anything. I will sit right here. <laughs> then I feel safe saying that I bought Aaron Cresswell. Wow. wow. That's great. He is my fourth defender. He sat on the bench in a three, three-man back line for me in my fantasy lineup this past week. Uh, but he's there, and I feel like when the matchup is right, he's going to be a good play. I agree wholeheartedly, and I be- I'm I'm really commend you for putting your money where my mouth is. <laughs> uh, hey, this feels about right for Chicharito. A goal or two every four weeks. Yeah, and not just a goal, but a poached goal. Like yeah. Those are the goals he's going to score. He's a master at those. And if you're fine with that, then keep riding that train. Kudos to you, Scott. And, Brian, I know that you uh, are always typically wearing your I Love Aaron Cresswell t-shirt. But Cresswell's last three games, obviously including the Spurs game, a 6-9 and then a 1 in this game. Yeah, we talked about it last week. That is a reason why you bought him Mm -hmm. $5.0 bedillion. And look at the ownership. That was the issue for me. The ownership is at less than 1. Is that it? Point seven? Yeah. He's less than one. What does TSB mean? Total selected by Dave. Mm, thanks, Brian. Um, the thing with the thing with Andy Carroll and Chicharito though is is weird, and maybe when Billich gets sacked this season, is there any way they can't play together? Slavin Billich says, "quote It is almost impossible. It is very hard to put them in their ideal positions as two strikers, which looks good on paper." Billich told reporters, but you want to have a lot of your best players on the pitch at the same time. Of course, I'm thinking about that. Chicharito is playing in a position which is not his position. Fans were pretty furious this week because when Antonio got hurt and they brought on Andy Carroll, who did not start in this match, they, they Chicharito, the, the, the thought and the, the impression was that he was playing further wide, or further out, that he was out wider than he had been as the central striker. Billich said that's not true. However, the fans disagreed. And so it's 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 a bit of a boiling point, I would say, for, for fans of West Ham United and Slavin Billich because this is becoming a it seems like fans might be out outthinking the manager. Well, I can't wait to see what it looks like when Alan Pardew gives it a try. <laughs> I just think there's is, that, a, is he next up? I don't there's know. almost no chance. I mean, now with Antonio out, I don't know. How, I don't know what choice he's going to have except to play the play two of them together, or it's going to be Ayu and Carroll, or Ayu and Chicharito together. 
I'm going to give the last way. word on this match to Mauricio Pochettino. He was, speaking of sensitive sides earlier, Dave, we talked about your sensitive yeah, side. Yeah, sure. Mauricio Pochettino was in touch with his sensitive side, so much so that I'm giving him the manager quote of the week. Really? Now, there's technically two. I'm going to break it up here a little bit, okay? But this is all the words of Mauricio Pochettino. Okay. So first he says, Sometimes it is good to suffer a bit as it means you are alive. We suffered, but we fought. We played well and deserved to win the game. It means more than three points. We played for our pride and the emotion of our fans, and I'm happy for my players. But he didn't stop there. He then went on to talk about Harry Kane like this. I find it hard to find the words to describe him. I am in love like the fans are in love. Oh, wow. Like his teammates are in love. This is cloppish. He is so humble. He keeps all the values that managers like me appreciate a lot. That is why I am in love with him for different reasons. That's great. For different reasons. I will say this. Man, that was the longest manager quote of the day ever. But it was so good. Wow, I'm not really I sure. I am in love with Mauricio Pochettino for his being in love with Harry Kane. I feel like that's a really great thing to say. They went out on a date this past week. That's great. By that, I mean that Pochettino took all his players out to a steak dinner during the week for a team bonding man. exercise. Yeah. Bond them. Bond them together. Hey, who's the LRD in there? Someone's doing a good job. I think Poch is. <laughs> you think Poch? <laughs> I think he's. I, I. It is a lot like. I mean, there's. There's maybe Potts recognized that there wasn't an official LRD. He's got a young team in there. No, nah, he decided when, it's when Yama. You think? Listen, I no. know. I now know why Fernando Llorente went to Spurs. You take one look into those deep blue eyes, Llorente, and it, I'm lost. <laughs> I'm making a lot of references about wow. beautiful men in this pod. You are loving life. <laughs> I don't know if we want to talk about Arsenal. Oh, boy. Lester 2, Liverpool 3, Okazaki and Vardy. Of course, Vardy, don't yeah. sell Jamie Vardy. Uh, I, I'm going to get to Vardy in a minute. For the Foxes, Liverpool's goal scorers, Salah, Coutinho, and Jordan. Hey, guess what? This, Brian, guess. There was no one from the threat list for any <sighs> defenders on this list, which is not, uh, maybe a little surprising not for Harry surprising Maguire. Not surprising at all. Well, Harry Maguire, I feel like Harry Maguire yeah. is Scott Danish in his threat. He did this get the game. assist. He got the assist on the Okazaki goal. He did. This game was my favorite of the weekend. This game, it was almost like both teams decided to just continually just not even play in the midfield. Just continue to attack each other and just continue to take turns. It's it what was it's so what your video game good. looks like Absolutely. when you play. This FIFA. felt like watching a FIFA game, and it was so much drama. It was a little chippy. It, it was awesome. I loved. I I think I put it on the Slack text. Can I watch Leicester play Liverpool every week? Just it is. It was so good. Put it into your. Uh game console of choice dave man it was so good i can't believe vardy's aggression alone didn't make the penalty go in he just hey, he just wails on the ball in a direction hey and, credit to minulay and the coaching yeah. staff they knew exactly where that penalty they was going to go he had a feeling you could tell by his movement that it was going to be coming up the middle not directly but slightly not just the movement dave did, did you see this the graphic no where vardy's penalties did he go kick it exactly down the, the middle did he kick it right where the graphic was he kicks it down so the middle again, regularly in, in uh at least also, two of his last five were down the middle. this also happened in a ladder game these they know who's going to be taking the penalty kicks or at least they have a good idea and you know it's between a couple obviously and then they know where they're going to you know the coaching 
knows where they're going to be be kicking. Minulay, that dude, and, and look, to give Liverpool's coaching staff credit and or Minulay, Minulay is like the PK stopper. Mm-hmm. He is like 50% in stopping PKs. It's a yeah, lot. Just about. He, I'm serious. He's unreal. Is uh, it 7 he, of 13 or something? That guy might suck. He might it? suck at everything else, but he is amazing at Doesn't stopping suck at, at PKs. Everything else. Sure. That's uh, hyperbole there. He's Whatever. Not great at everything else. Sure. Uh, so obviously, there were a lot of guys that scored the goals who could be owned. Avi um, Salah is one. We talked about Coutinho maybe being a bit early to own him, but. I think I think I saw enough that I wouldn't shame anyone for owning Fred at eight point nine. Never going to be lower nope. in a segment we like to call the Liverpool midfield. Now what? <laughs> not yet. That's a long running segment. No, it's it's not like last year yet. They're not scoring enough. Well, yet. hey, what's going to happen now? Mane's back. Mane's suspension is over, and they get to go play Newcastle. Yeah, great question. I, I think we talked. We referenced this last week. What's going to happen when Mane comes back when you get the the four attackers all Klopp trying to said play? it makes sense that we should bring him back in right away. But we'll see. Well, uh, I, I would just sit Salah because this is his off week, I think, right? What, you guys, he goes every other? He does. Salah is every other type guy. So And they go to Moscow midweek for the Champions League. I wonder, yeah, I wonder how that's going to play in. I doubt um, Coutinho plays both games. I bet he comes in as a sub in one of them. You know what? I don't other? care. I don't care. Right. I mean, any he, free kick taken in the last thirty know, minutes, Coutinho's so going to put in. He's ridiculous. You know, one of the other most popular direct swaps for a player, player for player, and transfers this week so far. Who? Right. Roberto Firmino, straight up for Vardy, Jamie Vardy. So why is everyone selling Firmino? Because they forget his yo-yo. Effect. You got to be patient I mean, with Firmino. I have been Scott is. I've tried to learn something from Scott, and and I hate even mentioning that because sometimes he's right. Every once in a while, he's right about certain things. Firmino's first three games, he loved August. He was the anti scoreboard Dave. He was the anti Harry Harris Kane. <laughs> Firmino was right. In fact, you could legitimately completely swap their scores in August and September. So at some point. Brian, that's gonna break through. I'm just saying he's, of course he's gonna he he drifted back a little bit. He seemed like he was playing a little bit deeper, considering he's their he's their striker, uh, and he got subbed off early in this match. But Mane's coming back. I feel like now's not the time. I own Salon Firmino as I sit here. I'm going to stay patient. I felt a little snake bitten this past week because I own KDB, I own Delhi, and I own Firmino, and their clubs all scored goals. And they and I didn't benefit that much from any of those three guys. A little bit from Ali. Just a little from Ali. Despite that, I'm not selling any of the three. I feel like it would be foolish to do that. The only yeah. reason I might sell KDB is if I need the money for another transfer. But at this point... I'm not selling any of the three. They're all going to get their chances. And the only thing I might do is to get Mane back. I might yeah, go ahead and sell, the, sell off for yeah, Mane. Yeah, that's the big question is, I mean, people, everyone, you, I mean, you had to. You kind of had to sell Firmino while you had a chance. I mean, his price, I'm sure, has dropped a little bit compared to what it was. Might back might be back to what it was at, at the beginning of the season. But still, I mean, they're, they're back to f- full strength, so to speak coming into this you know coming back coming yeah. into the week in a pretty good matchup i have asked for 
a few things from from my Premier League. And one of them is to clean up set pieces. I'm going to go on a rant about this for a minute, if you guys don't mind. Just, just a minute. Okay. I was furious about that first goal. Now, NBC found a tangent that they could take and just they, they found a thread and they just pulled on that thread and unraveled the whole sweater as it related to the fact that Liverpool did not put a person on Okazaki in front of Minule on the corner kick that led to Okazaki's goal. Mm-hmm. And that's a valid point. Take nothing away. That was good analysis. They, they did it. That's why they're good at what they do. Sure. What I hated about that corner kick, when you watch it, you have Harry Maguire walling off Gomez with both of his arms, like mm-hmm. holding him back. Yep. You have Okazaki. Uh, was, well, not Okazaki. Someone else was doing the exact same thing to someone else. It was happening twice. I don't remember who it was. I thought Okazaki was Okazaki kinda, was blocking thought, off Minule. He I fouled Minule. That's kinda, what it was. Yeah, I felt like he was kind of leaning in, in yes, Minule's he back. He fouled Minule. You had two clear fouls there in the box. If the Premier League would just go ahead and implement a couple of easy rules on set pieces that would clean up the game and lead to a lot more exciting football. Now, this, granted, led to a goal. I was going to say, this is kind of an exciting play. It could be so much better. All you got to do is not allow shirt pulling. The shirt pulling's got to stop. Which also happened, by the way. Sure. And you can't hold, like, hug with an arm or two. Those are two easy calls to be able to make. If you just do that, you clean up you clean up set pieces and you make it much more exciting. I know we're getting lots of goals. We could have more. And those are not two things that are too much to ask for. Now, right now, National Hockey League, this is not a hockey podcast, mm-hmm. is in its preseason. Yeah. And there's something like eight to ten power plays per match right now in preseason because the referees, the, the league asked the referees to get tough and to crack down on certain things like uh, slashing. Every year there's new points of emphasis. That's a phrase that sports fans understand. Every league has these points of emphasis that they highlight at the beginning of the year. They want the referees to kind of cut out of the sport. Hockey said slashing and a couple other things they want to cut out. And it's leading to ugly hockey in preseason because the referees are doing it. They're actually doing it. And while it might be ugly in preseason, the hope is that by the time the regular season starts – the game will be much more beautiful because there will be no more, or very little, slashing. Now, it's too late for this season. But no, please. They, they, could, they, they could still do it. I just All I want is right after the season ends, two easy things. No tugging the shirt away from the body. Yeah. And no hugging with one or two arms. That's it. That's all I want. Yeah, but all it takes is the FA to come out and say, okay, look, we've been watching some film. I, we're asking our referees. Do they do that? Yes, they absolutely. They watch film? Are we sure about that? I'm not sure about it. Well, they retroactively can come back on some people, which we'll get to that. Yeah. But what I'm saying is it's pretty easy to see. Like, there was multiple games where there was complete. There was another absolutely. game I can't remember. There was a, a it's every match. shirt pulling. It's every match. Like, off somebody. And you know what? I'm okay with the match ending nine on seven. Can you imagine how fun that would be? I, I know that it's not what we want in all of our matches, but I want the point to be made until the players figure it out. You cannot do this. Right. I agree. Anyway, all that's right. my rant. No, that was long and exhausting. Everton 2, Bournemouth <laughs> 1. Josh King, welcome back. Finally. Umar Nias, welcome. Man, oh, man. Friend, a- of the, friend of the pod, fellow... 
How to Say alumni. He is a How to Say alum. Yep. The still only doesn't man have a still doesn't have a locker. Still doesn't have his. Are you serious? Yeah, they talked Come about on. it today. Come on, I'm serious. <laughs> Come they talked on. about how they talked about on, on NBC today that he, when he was brought back to the team, he still doesn't have the team suit that all the other players did. That Ryan. he showed up in a track suit. Come on, they had the entire off season to rectify this. No, see, that's the thing. They still don't. I think they're still treating him like. Come like on. he's some bum. It's so crazy. <laughs> he's about to be their starting forward. Well, they forward. said it'll be corrected by the by Sunday. He'll, Listen, he'll, he'll be treated normally first by goal, Sunday. You could have, at a distance, thought that it was Big Rom out there scoring that for them. It was fantastic. Hey, he's solving it. He might solve a problem for them. And he also poached the second goal. A great, well, what a, he what was, a great game. He had desire is what he had. And he saved... A lot of problem for Ronald Koeman. Yeah, he did. I mean, you're especially at one nil, and, and then the way they've been playing. I mean, that's not that's not. This was good always going to be a tough match because Bournemouth is plucky, no matter where they're at in the table, and Everton just came off that four match stretch, yeah. and it wasn't like oh, Bournemouth is at the bottom of the table, therefore Everton's going to just snap out of it and suddenly be great. No, there was going to be a hangover effect from all of the negativity surrounding those last four matches. It was always going to happen, and so I'm not surprised that this is what took that this is what it took for Everton to to snap out of it. But I think they did, and honestly, I love what they did up front to start this match. I loved it. Mm-hmm. No Sandro, DCL brought back. Yep, yep. I loved that, but it was Nias in the end that might have saved the season. Like hey, Dominic Calvert Lewin. Did Dominic- you just say Nias in the end? Yeah, he did. Keep is it moving. It- Dominic Calvert Lewin, ninety minutes plays plays the full ninety. Nine total touches in the penalty area. Two shots, and one of those was in the six-yard He, he had a nice header that, that missed, uh, but it was good, and he knew he should have It was pretty unanimous from, from anyone covering this afterwards that it was that, – that this is – that this is a, a point of optimism, at least for the future, for this, for the striker position for them. If this is what they can count on, that he's been, but he's, but that's that was true. That was true the first two weeks. He looked great every every second that he's been out there. So uh, there was no Scott. This was like perfect. I feel like this is such like a perfect match for you. Not only did Everton win because you're a huge fan. There was no you, the the other thing you love m- more than anything is there was no warning on two really key injuries for Everton coming into the match. <laughs> Just like protocol. we want pure oh, yeah. mystery. Uh, Not only Mike Michael Keane, but Jags Keane and Jagielka both left completely off the not in the roster because of injury keen with a gashed foot so says the liverpool echo kuman says he might be available for burnley i'm sure we all trust that very much <laughs> jagielka as of pre-match an undisclosed injury kept him out of the out of the team but now is known to be a quote, slight hamstring problem that will keep him out until at least after the international break I mean, Scott, why can't we get an injury protocol? It's we will. because we want Cuco Martina and Mason Holgate starting for Everton. That's okay. why. I, no, that's not true. <laughs> I mean, sure, they're fine. They're fine players. I just think this was absolutely unknown. There was not a hint of this. Gotta love it. Prior to the match. You know, 
I, I'm actually okay that this happened because the more surprising, the more these clubs hide these injuries, the more ammunition we get for the eventual change that is going to come. I feel it coming. It's going to happen. Yeah. There'll be an injury protocol. Listen, you we, will have we to got declare. The, we got the window changed. I, if That's we right. got that changed, right. well, there's absolutely a way we can get the injury protocol changed. There you will know? be a day. I can I can see it, guys. Like, picture this with me. Just just join in. No, sure, right. I'm there. Let's oh, do this. The okay. day is coming when clubs will be required three hours before kickoff to declare their final round of injuries. The injury protocol will require them to say, "Here's who's out." Kind of like what we have in the NFL. Yep. Hours before kickoff, you have to declare who's inactive for yep. the game. It's going to happen, gentlemen. I feel it. It's coming. Michael Keane, sorry, bud, but thank you very much for being hurt and to Ronald Koeman for hiding it so that this could only make our case stronger. Mm. Hey, one guy whose injury cannot be hidden I was gonna say, is Wayne Rooney. You know what else there was no warning for? Steve Francis's elbow? <laughs> Wayne here's, Rooney's eye gouge. Here's the other thing that made me angry this past weekend. I want it so that when I'm le- – not me personally, but when a player is leaping into the air for a header, his hands have to be at his sides. It might look funny, but I don't give two <laughs> about how it looks. I want hands at the sides, that elbow – I'm sorry. I don't care that it made Rooney bleed. The point is not the is not intent. The point is not the result. It's the fact that Simon, not Simon, Simon, Simon Francis, Francis, yes, Simon Francis leaped into the air, brought his elbow up with him, brought it back into Rooney's face, yep. so that he could win the header. Not acceptable. Get that out of my Premier League. Agree a hundred percent. I, you know, it's funny. Most of the the football that I watch is all English Premier League. I uh, went to a local college game this past weekend, and you know what I thought I saw, and I'm like, oh wow, you can do that. I saw guys heading balls without their elbows flailing in the air, and I was like, oh wow, that's kind of a novel idea. Do you know what that's called? It literally stood out to me. (laughs) I saw it happen. I'm like, oh. So you can head it without your arm, your elbows crushing into people. Hey, it yeah, is, Dave. Dave, can I tell you what that's called? Dave, I, I want to tell you what you saw there, Dave. It was called jumping. Oh, yeah, Dave. Well, this this kind of hurts your uh, English Premier League is a rough and tumble league. Don't come to our league with there's a your difference between a hard but fair, fair tackle, it's fair, right. Brian, and an elbow. To an old man's you're, eye. You're right, Brian. That that was about the most La Liga <laughs> thing I could have said. And it, it's some, on I some level. I it's it not like that. he had an infected pimple because he shaved his legs. We're talking about an elbow to the face. Uh, it, I, at least I, this. I, right. I just hope that we can get more finesse in the English game. <laughs> the, the, thing that Dave, okay. the thing Dave always you says. You are right. In my face. I guess what bothered me about this play was this. Is that... It took Rooney getting up with blood covering his face for the referee to realize, well, maybe I missed that call, right? Like, the referee didn't even call it. Because like you, it's second nature. It's like, yeah, of course you have to use your elbows to jump. So you're right. You're right, Brian. You're right. I do want the the, the rough and tumble. I, I don't want it to turn into La Liga. So I would like to see some form of elbows in the air. But when guys are getting bloodied up, we got to tone it down slightly. Especially when concussions. Or just call it. Especially yeah. when call concussions, concussions are concussions, such a yeah, sensitive sure. issue. Um, Ronald Koeman did say though, because Rooney Rooney continued, his eye bled again, 
Right. And then had to be subbed off. What seemed like he had to be subbed off. But Kuman said, the doctor said to me at halftime, it happened again. We would need to change him. I changed him because we needed something different. Yeah. So. Yeah, he yeah. needed Umar in the ass. Yeah, well, and it worked. He, need, he needed that guy <laughs> who doesn't even dress in the locker room. Kuman looks around and goes, uh... What's that guy in the jumpsuit? He looked athletic. Let's get him out you. there. <laughs> you know, the there. one past the trainer. <laughs> is that guy, is that that fourth guy down there at the end? No, no, not you. You. Yeah. You got a number on your shirt? You got you got boots on? Get in there. Well, <laughs> No, that's fine. Either way, Everton is in there. Everton is in there. Uh, they can start to cruise a little bit. Hopefully, hopefully it works yep. out for them. Now it's time. Now it is time. In your face, brother Matt. Get get your Everton players. Buy Leighton Baines. Why not? Swansea one, Watford two. Tammy Abraham. It's not enough in the face of Andre Gray and some guy whose name that we've been trying to say. But Brian, I heard a different pronunciation from the <laughs> announcer this past weekend. What? I suddenly feel like I don't know how to say hey, this guy's name. That guy is eleventh. In midfielder scoring. Yeah, I own him in our draft league, and I almost I tried to sell him. There are no midfielders available in our draft nope. league. Uh, You're stuck with what you've Shakiri got. Shakiri is there. Luckily, Shakiri is. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Luckily, two of my midfielders did score, Pedro and this guy. Amazing. But let's stop saying this guy. Let's figure out how to say his name. Brian J. Take it away. Well, this is a how to say segment that's going to need some music, so I don't know if we do that. Wait, 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 this. wait. We've never done that before. Is there going to be music a novel for idea? This? I'm sure we could work something out. We always do music. For this. <laughs> I mean, it's not like the most important thing. It's not the it's not the the meat of this. So I mean, we've already used up our David Hasselhoff quota last yeah, week. There can be music, but I'm not going to argue if you want to pick any song like uh, Sherry uh, by Frankie Valli in the Four Seasons. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's almost October, so it's it's almost Halloween. I'd be okay with the Monster Mash. Okay. Uh, I love what he's doing. Okay. You see what a he's doing? Anything from the Cure's album Wish. <laughs> okay. Um, Boom Shake the Room by Fresh Prince Ooh. and DJ Jazzy Jeff. Oh, now that's one of my faves. I, I, guess a so I guess a song by Shakira would be okay. I don't prefer <laughs> Shania Twain, but I guess other people do. So if you want that, you can go for it. Uh, Sam the Sham and the Pharaohs. Love Wooly Bully by Sam the Sham and the Pharaohs. It's a really good song. Okay. Um, Shock the Monkey by Peter Gabriel. It's Shock really the cool. Monkey. Shock, yeah, you heard it. classic. I think West uh, Ship of Fools. Song Ship of Fools. I don't care if it's the Grateful Dead or the Doves uh, version. Could be either. Short Skirt, Long Jacket by Cake. One of my favorite yes. songs. I love Cake a lot. Oh, it's going to be tough to beat that. My kids love Shake It Off. Uh, of Taylor, Taylor Swift. Yeah. Because of the movie Sing. Thanks a lot, DreamWorks. Uh, uh, but I get it that's popular. Does that answer your question? I feel like it yeah, I like shake. Yeah, it's, it's quite shake. a variety, Brian. I, I, I couldn't find a common thread in any of those songs. The fact is, <laughs> the digraph, the combination of the letters ch, yeah, in Portuguese, is pronounced like like, that? like shadow in DJ Shadow, a song by DJ Shadow, like a shasteria. <laughs> or Sheeran, as in Ed Sheeran. I'm not going to keep going. <laughs> I'm not going to keep going. <laughs> it's Richarlison. It's Richarlison. What's it's Richarlison. 
Richarlison. Richarlison. As in Richarlison de Andrade is his is his full name, but he just is Richarlison. He gets to be one of those Portuguese. single name dudes. Yeah, por- yeah and the C H is Shar. Richarlison. He's $6. He's $6. His he's points in that, per pound right now. He's in that class of guy. He's in... It's the... It's Atsu. It's Richie. It's Shupo Moding. It's, it's Hesse. It's... It's Richarlison. It's all those dudes that are probably going to be on a rotation for the rest of the season of somebody's going to do good, and you're going to want one of them. And... He is every bit as good as anyone else that you're going to get for that price. Why not? Man, Scott, is there a a fear that you have that uh, he could be Etienne Kapooing right now? I mean, it is a coincidence that he is on the same team. But I feel like Richarlison is a little more uh, skill and class to himself. He's skill and he's much more attacking in legitimate attack. He's much more. He has that. That was the whole point of him in the first. The first weeks that he was starting was the number of touches that he had in the penalty area, the number of times that he was going forward, the number of times that he was taking shots. He was up there with many of the other midfielders in all of those attacking statistics. I'm not Scott. I know you asked Scott the question. What I'm saying is, he is not where where Etienne Capou is kicking from you know 35 yards right, away right uh, you know on a ball that's just kind of rebounded or, or cleared out and yeah. it's falling right to him and he's and he's kicking it into the open part of the net Scott. i think by the end of the season he's going to i think at his best his 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 ceiling is chicharito-esque okay i know that's not the same position necessarily but like that type of goal scoring is yeah. going to be what he could do at his best what do you think uh, who would you rather own Last week's how to say Pascal Gross mm, mm-hmm. or Richarlison because they're both about the same price. Gross technically has them on total points. What say you, both of you? I'd like to hear this because. Oh, man. So I, I, I tinkered with my wild card, and there were multiple lineup options that included Pascal Gross in my midfield. And you end up going just with a different one. And Ironically, I, with, with Richarlison, right? No, that was the draft. League. Okay, okay. Uh, no, I ended up going a totally different route and going with the discount third striker and getting three premium midfielders. Got you, okay. Uh, it's hard because Gross is going to have those opportunities, but I think on the whole, Richarlison will end ahead of him. It'll be close, but I think Richarlison's going to be Watford's a better surprising play. a lot of people on the table. Marco Silva's a great manager. And I know he's Watford's well, manager, and that true. hurts me to say. Well, don't you think that this? I mean, I feel like the last two weeks for Watford is a, is probably a good clue as to what's going to happen with them. They seem like they've made really amazing signings. The team seems to be. They seem to have. Uh, they've come together. Uh, yeah. In in short in short order because of the quality of people like Richarlison. But it just seems and, like and, they're going to. And they're going to have Decore. Right. Decore, Richarlison, yeah, for sure. But the, what I'm saying is I feel like these guys, this, the, you know, Andre Gray, Andre Gray comes in and, and scores this week too. Like it just seems like they have the quality of, of a team to wreak havoc against the, the what is typically the, the bottom half, you know, for them to, to, to score this way at least two against a bad team, but to get completely run off the field by someone like Manchester City. So I don't I don't think it's bad at all. I would feel like I would want to trust 
Watford, who's been here for a while compared to, you know, to a promoted team. Hey, here's what I want to say in closing in this yeah. match. Phil Blacker is not an NBC employee, but he was the play-by-play announcer for this. It's not Rick Carlison, you son of a <laughs> It's no. Richarlison. No. Poor guy's just trying to go to work. Yeah. Well, you know what? Check your sources, Phil. Check oh. your sources. Burnley nil, Huddersfield nil. That Huddersfield stock, soaring. Although I will say it's funny to see three Huddersfield defenders with 32 points right now in this Scott, season. I mentioned hey this. Hey, guys. At what point did I mention this and you kept poo-pooing it? Now, their schedule's hey guys. about to get a little tougher. Hey, guys. Yeah, Brian. Guess what? Oh, th- this is one of the, the answers in the trivia. There's someone in this match who's in your top four. At this point, I need to guess before Scott, since he's already got two of them, and I don't have one yet. I'm Scott. going to go Zonka. Scott, who who would you guess I'm wrong. out of the four defenders who are ranked in the top of the Fantasy Premier League's threat rating, who in this match is one of the top four? Oh, I, 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 now I, I want to take back. I want to take back my answer because I. Clock is ticking. I don't know. People are I want to say it's someone. Getting bored. I want to say it's someone from uh, Burnley because I don't want to give Huddersfield any credit. But that's just me being, uh, being mean. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with Schindler. No. Do you want to know who it is? It is a Burnley defender. I knew it. I knew it. It's a Burnley it, defender. I thought it might be one of I own Scott Ward, but I looked it up. It's not it's not Ward. You mean uh Joel Ward? Joel Ward or something, yeah. You can say Scott for most guys. Sure, yeah, sure. It is Ben Mee. Ben Ben Mee is fourth on that list. He is a he has a threat rating of one hundred and nineteen. It's amazing because that does not merely show. five threat points behind Scott Dan and six threat points behind Marcus Alonso. Okay, hold on. Yes. Based on what? I told you. Based on the threat, Scott. The f- the fantasy Premier League measures threat based on the actual threat that they present on goal. Which is which is attempts are key but it's also pitch location and and the total which gives a, a score that is the total weight of actions regarded as the best openings to register a goal that is the exact That's wording Scott. of the fantasy like premier league's way that they measure threat ben me was obviously he was by far the most popular one of the most popular four and a half dollar defenders to start the season he's being sold a lot i didn't understand that last week the people were selling him. This is two clean sheets in a row, right? Or did they give up no. a goal last week? No, they, no he's had 6 2 6. They gave up a Okay, oh, yes, two weeks ago. So, yeah, yeah it's still 6 2 6. You weren't expecting them to keep a clean sheet against Liverpool. That's correct. No, of course not. No, so, but the sixes were against Crystal Palace and Huddersfield. I mean, true. He got a two against West Brom. Ben Mee had t- two of Burnley's best chances to score against Liverpool. One of his headers cleared off the line as it's about to go in the net. Thank, thanks, Matip. I'm just saying, Brian. Brian, if I, I'm owning, if I'm owning these defenders based on threat to this point in our game, I'm going to be down somewhere in the Dave Smith area of our table. Oh, I'm just saying, <laughs> you, <laughs> you can chase clean sheets with just about any team. I'm just saying. I just think of all the ways that you can measure. There's a things. reason, Scott. While 
why there is a threat stat. It's not just to be pooped on by you. I mean, so far we're talking about a Palace defender and a Burnley defender. Maybe, maybe it's just because there's not a lot of attacking threat on some of these clubs. Although Chris Wood is still legitimate threat. Sure, didn't score in this match, but still legitimate hey, threat. What we didn't think anything about? Uh, I know we mentioned him last week. Did we figure out how to say that that striker for for Huddersfield? Did is it De Poitois? No, that's what? that's what President Trump is doing to all the immigrants in this country. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what's, there's nothing else in this. Yes, match, there is. It? Congrats if you held a Huddersfield defender this long. It's true, but it's probably time it's to probably say time goodbye. To s- <laughs> between good this, between the next match and December twelfth, they play Spurs, United, Liverpool, City, Arsenal, Everton, and Chelsea. The four matches in there that are not those matches, they're not those terrible matchups, are against Swansea, West Brom, Bournemouth. Bournemouth? Don't do that. We rooted that out last year, Brian. Bournemouth Bur- and Brighton. So, hey, Brian, I got we, a question for you. I got yeah. a question for you. In light of that, since they're all 4-5 and 4-6 in value, uh-huh. do you sell one for Kyle Naughton? You could do anything with any other four and a half dollar defender. You're doing the same thing with Huddersfield defenders. You're you're hoping that one of them manages to to kick or head a ball into the net. Absolutely. That, Listen, you sell if you have a Huddersfield defender, you sell them and you run as quickly as you can to LaSalle's. Sure. Sure, Kyle Naughton is a good choice. LaSalle's is a good choice. There's there are four and a half dollar guys that are available. I just think do you honestly ask yourselves honestly any any team in that top tier of teams do you count Huddersfield defenders as a good play against anyone that I named in that first list Spurs United Liverpool Manchester City Arsenal Everton Chelsea what is Huddersfield going to do against any of those teams I can't whistle, but if I could, it'd be that falling effect whistle. <laughs> okay, yeah. I've been saying it. This is when the stock starts I mean, to seriously plummet. That is as bad of a as a, of a run when you get basically four matches in between there that are kind of a respite. It is going to be. I mean, all you could hope is that they pack in tight enough that they get uh, that they get a a one nil loss in a lot of those matches. Anyway, that's all I'm trying to say. Brighton 1, Newcastle nil. the lone goal in this one from Tomar Hamed. Don't edit that out, David. I did that on purpose. The Israeli I'm just concerned striker. about your microphone at this point. And guess what's in this match? Your last defender this one's on easy. the list. You've got this one, Dave. This one's easy. Go ahead. And no, it's not Lewis Dunk. Can we give him that? Uh, yeah, you could do that. All sure. right, good. Because he's going to say Lewis Dunk. I'm going to go with LaSalle's. I already said LaSalle's, but I feel like that's an obvious answer. Who's your, that's that, exactly what I would say. It is not. Shut I up! It. I knew it. It's not, it's not who we think. It's not who's been but scoring. But LaSalle's has scored. It is Shane Duffy. I was about to say it's not Shane Duffy either. It is Shane Duffy from <laughs> Brighton. Who's Based th- on what? Whose threat score is 122. He is third on the threat list. Amazing. Not he amazing. Is, Stupid. These he is stats. He is 0.6% owned. He is four and a half dollars. 
and Brighton's matchups, unlike Huddersfield's, uh, next week is not great. No. But it's not the worst run coming up. It's true. I'd rather I like Newcastle's score. Uh, score. I like Newcastle's schedule coming up better. Shane which, Duffy which, has a has a clean sheet against Watford and all three bonus points. Shane Duffy has a clean sheet against Newcastle this week. Look, it's not. I, I mean, I get that's not necessarily goal scoring threat, but that's where Shane Duffy is on the list, and you can't argue with numbers. I feel like all you've done is prove to me that I don't need to look at that stat when I'm making a <laughs> that's funny when that's... I'm making a transfer decision. <laughs> that's all you've done for me. Now, granted, we're only looking at defenders, but still, I'm crazy. just saying, Scott. As, listen, maybe he's onto something. Maybe right, maybe these guys are gonna start. You know who's Dave, here, how, no no you, here I got here, do you Dave, know, your season's lost at this point. Go ahead and experiment <laughs> and see what you get. Do you know who number five is on the list? Do you know who moved up to fifth on the list as of this Someone as I of this week? Guess Kiko Feminia. No, no. Who's a who's a a West Brom defender that's obscure? Dejan Lovren. No, it's a guy on Dave's team. Uh, it seems too obvious. So. Um, let's go with someone who's not Mustafi. It's even more obvious than Kolasinets. It's Hector Bellerin. Oh, really? Hector Bellerin really? is at, I think his score ended up being 97. His threat so level was 97. So he was that fifth guy almost there. Yeah. he's a, But prior to today, prior to today, the next closest score was in the 80s. I just thought the discrepancy for those top four guys to be, to be according to whatever their analytic is, the way they're measuring that, that they are considering those guys that much of a goal a goal scoring threat, yeah. compared to anybody else. And, it feel and like yes, it doesn't. It isn't the exact same because there are guys that have not have scored actual goals. Like I would have thought, Charlie Daniels would be way up there. Charlie sure. Daniels is it has the almost the exact same kind of numbers that any of those other guys do. He's actually scored a goal. He had an assist this week. He assisted King's goal this yeah. week. So. He's had attacking returns already this season. I'm just saying. I he's, just thought that was an interesting thing to look he's at. He's not very threatful. He's very threatful. No, I don't think he is. Uh, DeAndre Yedlin, as a fellow American, I stand with you, even though you can't hardly stand up after Hemed stamped on you. Man, head. no kidding, Sorry right? about that, DeAndre. I got your back. DeAndre Yedlin still, and... still fast. I thought Israel and the United States were allies. Blazing fast. Yep. Yedlin had a good game. He did. Arsenal 2, West Brom 0. Alexander Lacazette put in both. Brian, yep. should J-Rod have been given a penalty in the first half? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely, there was definite contact. It definitely impeded his ability to get back to the ball. And it seemed to be pretty, agree in, in nearly unanimous agreement from everyone that saw it. That he, I mean, it's sad when you have to say a guy's too honest. Yeah, because like, J. Rod popped by back getting up, back he, up he, and, he, and putting he a shot like on goal and kicked it right. off the post. If he stays on the ground and flails his arms up in the air, he gets a penalty. Was yeah. it Mustafi that took us? Yes, it was. Mustafi gets at least a yellow card. He did, he, he did a cut back, right? He was mm -hmm. dribbling hard cut, in the box, yeah, then cut right. back away from the away from the end line. Yep. Uh, and and Mustafi slid into his legs, took him out. And, I mean, it wasn't. 
it wasn't the worst slide tackle you've ever seen. No, that's not the not point. At all. The point like, is it's a foul. It's a yeah, foul everywhere it, on the, the pitch. He was trying to block. He thought he was going to shoot, right? Yeah. I mean, he was trying to block the shot. He wasn't even really necessarily trying to slide. Took tackle. out J-Rod's yeah. legs. J-Rod gets back up, first to the ball, shoots, strikes it off the post. And at that point, I thought maybe Bobby Madley, now that he's seen, okay, he played the advantage, J-Rod didn't put it in, so now he's going to call it. Like, you'll yeah. see that sometimes. If he scores the goal, then great. Yeah. You know, it's fine. Maybe a, a, a yellow card still on Mustafi after the fact. Mm -hmm. No, he doesn't even call it a foul. Yeah, and good good point from Robbie Earl. Uh, good on Robbie Earl, who said what I think was fair, because in the second half, the thought was, you, di you didn't call the penalty there. So when Ramsey is going around Niam in the second half, and it's an, it was a close one. Ramsey went down. I mean, it, it definitely was a muscling move. But why why call that immediately? It was an instant, an instantaneous call, and the other one was almost. I mean, it was equally. It was a, it was an equal kind of play. Our referee friend Andrew mm -hmm. is probably screaming at his phone right now as he's listening to you say that because he's going to be the first one to say you can't do that. You can't have that kind of contextual uh, input on calls. Like, if it was a foul, the play that's in front of you, if it's a foul, then it's a foul, you got to call it. There's no, there's no, there's like, no makeup calls. Make there's no call. balancing things out. Like, if you miss something, sorry, I missed it. Correct. I have to call this. However, I want you to be right, Brian. Like, I, I, yeah, I, I mean, agree with you. That should that, that that seems fair, right? That seems yeah. like the fair thing, even if it can't be. Even the way though it's we done. teach our kids that life isn't fair, right? That's yeah, right. and I think that was the the only point. Make was him a just football say, fan. In a way, they, yeah. either they both were, or or neither of them were. But the well, this time the advantage went to Arsenal, and it helps make up for well, the for the for the the Stoke. Uh, debacle with you guys a few weeks ago. Fair. Make, make the, difference, the, make difference, though, the difference, the difference, though. Well, <laughs> the difference is this: cosmically, after the Ramsey foul, Ramsey was three yards off the field, therefore was completely taken out of the play, and uh, J Rod was able to get up and still get a shot off. Now, I, again, I get it, but I felt like the shoulder tackle was was completely legit. I mean, it was – listen, if it wasn't in the box, there's a chance that that, that doesn't get called, I think. I, you I, see more I, I saw a lot this weekend. Not get called. A lot yeah. of shoulder tackling going on, which I'm okay with, <clears throat> completely okay with, because in, in La Liga they would absolutely blow the whistle every time on that. But in the Premier League where men actually play, uh, shoulder tackling's allowed. And I thought it was okay, but you can't do that when you literally are getting run around. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Ramsey, Ramsey had it. it right, Ramsey, I mean, Ramsey yeah, was, was completely Ramsey around him. Yeah. Niam's only shot was to do that. And you know what? In, in Niam's favor, you know, maybe, maybe, I mean, that's his only chance to stop that process. So, and, and if, and, you know, maybe it's a 50 50 chance. Dave, we know you're a Liverpool, or not a Liverpool, we know you're an Arsenal fan. Excuse me. Oh, sure. You're an Arsenal fan, and you tend to talk too much about Arsenal on our podcast. We dedicate true. a moment on every pod to let you just get it out. Yep. And we've decided to close with that in this show. Dave, go ahead and uh, coming off this 2-0 win, fair or not, 2-0 win over the baggies, give us yeah. your Arsenal moment. Um, I'm going to make it short because uh, this pod's been long enough, and I know there's people out there who are like, God bless, just end the pod, please. I get it. Because well, no, no one has been waiting for this, I can promise you that. They could just turn it off. They could have. 
They could have. Yeah, I'm glad you right. didn't. I'm glad they didn't. Me too. Yeah. My, my, I have a couple thoughts. Number one, it was, I think this is the first time I've seen Lacazette and Sanchez start a game together. Um, well, there's a reason for that. I liked what what that can bring. Okay. I liked what that can bring. Um, I liked the lineup today. Although Ramsey playing on a wing, this happened a season ago, a season and a half ago with him playing on the wing, and he's not effective there. This formation does not – he w- would be best if he's disciplined playing next to Jacques in front of the defense. El Nani had that spot. Ramsey played up. I feel like, man, there's other people that could have played there. I feel like Walcott could have played there on the wing. I would love to see Walcott play today instead of Ramsey. Did okay. Um, I'm just glad I didn't see Ozil. Another win when, when for another win for Arsenal with Ozil not playing. I want that to be noted. And you know what? Listen, all the doom and gloom that was tossed on Arsenal's head to start the season. You look at the table six games in. They're uh, three points out of fourth. It's not as bad as it looks, Scott. Not as bad as it looks. Way too early to be talking about Arsenal's fourth place trophy. Well, whatever, man. I'm just saying. There's a lot of people with the rain cat clouds flowing. I was upset. The rain cat clouds. Yeah, the rain clouds flowing. I don't even know what that means. I was one. Listen, I was bitter about this. This is the main thing I've been bitter about all season is the lineup choices. I was very happy with the lineup choice today. So, I mean, that's, you know, hey, it's another win. Let's keep keep, uh, keep trolling along. I said two wins in a row. It felt like a win, the draw at Chelsea, I guess, coming off the Liverpool game. So, uh, it was like a draw, a draw and a win. I understand that. Everyone out there screaming at me. Bottom line is it felt like a win. And this has already gone long enough. Those are my thoughts. Good luck against Bate Borisov continuing that streak. That's right. Hey, you just got to win the games in front of me. That's right. Sports Cliche is over. Podcast over. FantasySoccerFC.com, our website. At FantasySoccerFC. Via Twitter? Our Twitter handle. We made it to the end. And for the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.